Welcome to the Niches You. My name is Matt Gottesman at Matt Gottesman on Instagram, and this is my daily podcast where I create short, quick hitting episodes to help you uncomplicate life, creativity, and the pursuit of your highest self. There's only main character energy here. Now let's get into it. Welcome to episode 212 Ruthlessly Edit Your Environments. They are either your prison or your path to abundance. Ruthlessly edit your environments. They are either your prison or path to abundance. And I'm going to read you a snippet here in a moment from none other than The Creative Act, A Way of Being, Rick Rubin. I think we've done maybe four or five episodes reading some excerpts, but at this point, we're like a book club, right? Um, I've got some. I've got some thoughts as well, and then I've got some about ten journal prompts for you at the end of this. So have have if you're driving, don't even worry about it. You guys can always play this later. And honestly, they're really more reflective questions. But if you are in a place to write, please do so. Your environments, whether you realize it or not, are affecting you positively, you know, mildly, negatively. I mean, it could be any number of things. It's energy, and environments are not just your home. They could be just where are you spending time and space, right? Where are you spending time? What is it like in your home? What is it like with the people you're around? What is it like in the circles you're part of, the networks you go to, the restaurants you go to, the, um, the, 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 wherever you go, that environment is some form of energy, right? And why is this important? Because it can affect our moods. It can affect our output. It can affect our clarity. It can affect our direction. It can affect our, you know, our, the, the stamina to, to contribute, to create, to build, to do any number of things. And obviously it starts with our, our homes. How are we? And, and by the way, with your home, not, it doesn't have, it could be any size. You'd be an apartment. It would be a townhouse. It could be a, a home. You could have roommates. You can live alone. It could be any, you could live with family, whatever it might be. The idea is how do you make your home uh, a kingdom? How do you make your home a kingdom? Uh, I've read countless times about this in Torah and Bible about like your home is your kingdom. That's, that's the place that like should have the most peace. And it is an act of doing. It is an act of intention. You have to, you know, be a contributing party to that. You have to really have an idea of like, what does peace look like for yourself? That's the whole, that was probably the biggest reason I, I created that whole clarity workshop, the reverse engineer your life. The whole purpose really behind that was because I... A lot of people had asked me, like, how did you figure out kind of what you wanted? I'm like, well, I had to sit with myself and I had to really look at, like, what does peace look like for me? And then how do I reverse engineer that and work, work towards that uh, in a manner that every decision I'm making is somewhat centered around that, right? For the life that you want to create for yourself. We, we are the artist of our life. Well, God's the supreme artist, but, but like, you know, but we have that free will to honor God, right? And create. So your environment is so unbelievably important. And uh, I'm going to read just this first part uh, from uh, Rick Rubin on setting. It's from a chapter called setting. And then I've got some thoughts I want to share after that. And, you know, I might, I might commentary here a little bit through it, but he said, we're affected by our surroundings and finding the best environment to create a clear channel is personal and to be tested. It also depends on your intention. Okay, so real quick right off the bat, 
is a clear channel is personal and to be tested. What is a clear channel? The ability for you to think, to feel, to receive, to create, to have peace, to flow, all these things. How can you allow an environment to have that? And then he said, it also depends on your intention. Like, are you looking to create something for a business or write a book? Are you looking to uh, be in a place where you spend time with your family? Is it a, a place where uh, you want to welcome people into your home? Is it a place where you go to work? What is the intention, right? Isolated places like a forest, a monastery, <clears throat> or a sailboat in the middle of the ocean are fine locations to receive direct transmissions from the universe. If instead you want to tune into the collective consciousness, you might sit in a busy spot with people coming and going and experience uh, God, a source as filtered through humanity. This secondhand approach is no less valid. One step further removed might be to plug into the culture itself, constantly consuming art, entertainment, news, and social media, all the while noticing the patterns the universe is promoting. What I like is, He's basically saying every single person is a unique individual and you have to define what your environment for, um, you know, for receiving looks like, right? Because I, I do get what he's saying right here where he says um, consuming art, entertainment, news, and social media. Now, I, I, would, be, I would be somewhat careful as to what your inputs are in your consumption, but, um, but I, that's subjective, right? But for me, consuming art and even the thing with social media for me, is I don't use social media the way a lot of people do to kind of mindlessly scroll. I'm, I, I, I'm not saying people want to mindlessly scroll, and it can happen to any of us, by the way, because that does happen. I can get sucked in just the same, but I'm, I'm very good at monitoring that. But I am using social media for inspiration. I, I'm almost like always kind of journaling and mood boarding in a way. Like I'm, I'm looking at social media because I'm for the for artists, architecture, I've talked about this before, artists, architecture, fashion for like the apparel brand I'm, I'm building, um, for writing and for words and for architecture, oh, I said architecture, um, and for travel and for food because, this is key, because those are also things that I bring into my real world. And so that is inspiring me into more abundance or to curating my environment. And if you haven't also checked out the, the podcast episode of um, Rick Rubin on Andrew Huberman, and Andrew Huberman was talking to, to Rick Rubin about energy and people. And, you know, because Rick Rubin's around a lot of people, you know, he's, he works at a university. And Rick Rubin said, honestly, he's like, I only really have people around me. I, I, he curates even the people that are around him because he, he's like, most people that are either artist or in tune or whatever it might be are highly uh, sensitive. And he doesn't mean sensitive from a, like an emotional place. He just means highly sensitive, like they can feel energy. So you have extra responsibility to manage who you're around and where you go, right? Okay, so he says, it's helpful to view currents in the culture without feeling obligated to follow the direction of their flow. Amen, you hear me say that all the time. Instead, Notice them in the same connected, detached way you might notice a warm wind. Let yourself move within it, not yet be of it. One person's connected place may be another's distraction. There, that's what basically I was just saying. In different environments may be right at different points in your artistic process. Andy Warhol was said to create with a television, radio, and record player on all, all on simultaneously. For Eminem, the noise of a single TV set is his preferred backdrop for writing. Marcel Proust 
lined his walls with sound-absorbing cork, closed the drapes, and wore earplugs. Kafka, too, took his need for silence to an extreme. Not like a hermit, he once said, but like a dead man. There is no wrong way. There is only your way. Right? So you have to create your environment. Now, I, I obviously wanted to bring this beyond the environment for creativity. I wanted to also talk about your energy, your flow. Um, that's why we're going to discuss a little bit about your home space and you know, conversations and other things. He said, it's not always easy to follow the subtle energetic information the universe broadcasts, especially when your friends, family, coworkers, or those with a business interest in your creativity are offering seemingly rational advice that challenges your intuitive knowing. Amen. To the best of my ability, I've followed my intuition to make career turns and been recommended against doing so every time. It helps to realize that it's better to follow the universe than those around you. Interference may also come from the voices within. The ones in your head that murmur you're not talented enough. Your idea isn't good enough. Art isn't a worthwhile investment of your time. The result won't be well received. You're a failure if the creation isn't successful. It's helpful to turn those voices down so you can hear the, the chimes of the cosmic clock ring reminding you it's time. Your time to participate. I gotta tell you right now too. And right now, here, you wanna you wanna solve the um, the whole you're not talented enough, your idea isn't good enough, your art isn't worthwhile investment of your time, the result won't be well received, uh, your failure if the creation isn't successful. I'm gonna tell you right now, if that's the signal coming in, do it immediately. Do it immediately. Shut the shut it down. And I'll tell you why. Cause it's lying to you. And that's probably exactly what you should be doing right now. That's at least my personal opinion. It's lying to you. I've noticed that actually. Think, th truly think about it. Like, and and of course, it's it's easy to almost believe the lie in those moments because, like, well, you know, like I'm not an artist yet, or I haven't put anything out just yet, or or I've already put some stuff out, but it hasn't been really well received. No, 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 no. But like, you, that that's just time. That's just the journey of your life. But when you anything negative that doesn't come in light is lying to you, which is a signal to say, oh, wait a minute, you're probably trying to work against me if you could take that one moment when that happens and that voice comes in and stop yourself right there and be like oh i see i see what you're doing i see what's happening right there i'm not saying it'll be easy after a while it's kind of easy but there'll be there'll still be times you know it's always uh, that book that i mentioned in the last podcast episode um about uh kabbalah and your ultimate destiny talks about the opponent like that voice or that 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 force that's sometimes working against you that's invisible and it's negative and it's dark and it's not even real it's not real it just tries to make and assert itself like it is. So just keep that in mind. Now, um, I thought that this was a really great topic. And the, 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 the thoughts I want to share with you are a few things that I, I want you to edit, if you will, if you want to think about it. And then we're going to jump into some journal entries. Your thoughts. Or, okay, that's, that's one thing I want you to edit. But we already talked about that. So your conversations. I want you to consider editing your conversations. Why is this important? What are you talking about with individuals? Notice, by the way, just pay attention and observe what kinds of conversations are you having with different people? And then afterwards, how are you feeling? You don't have to tell them. You don't have to announce anything. This isn't an exercise for anybody else. What I want you to do is pay attention to how you feel when you come out of that conversation. Now, also, they could be with good people that are your trusted circle. And maybe you guys just went off on a tangent. I know sometimes I have a couple people where we have to edit ourselves, you know, because maybe we've, uh, you know, we got into, 
some of the, the the lower vibration you know discussion not of not of people but just of like ooh like did you you know this is this seems like what this is what's going on and then you it has an energy all of its own you're like okay you know what we need to we need to put this thing down we need to we need to walk away from it <laughs> and jump into some other things but overall pay attention to your conversations that energy is affecting you in some way or the environment in which you are trying to participate in life so your conversation is the first one. The second one is your space. This is a big one. Your space is so important. It's funny. Um, very clean with my home. Like I love being very clean. Um, it's not the clean uh, from as if like, you know how some people like, I think worry about cleanliness from like germs and stuff like that. I mean, obviously, you know, I want clean home. I don't want any germs. Like I'm always about my health, but like, I don't worry about that stuff. I like the feeling of an environment that feels like I'm ready to create or um, or to flow or that if anybody wanted to come over or, um, you know, like, you know, it, it, like a welcoming environment, meaning, you know, or um, like my desk area, I always love it clean. Sometimes it gets a little out of control and sometimes parts of the home can obviously, you know, some things can stack up, but I immediately go every few days to like make sure things are clean from the smells to the um, to the flow to the air quality like think about even as I say it don't, don't can't you imagine what that feels like you ever walk into a home that feels like that as well outside of yours right well you can make that in any size home from an apartment all the way to a mansion right it's your kingdom how are you taking care of your kingdom it's your kingdom regardless of size regardless of location when you take care of it something energetically happens and so in the journal prompts we're going to kind of look over what are some things that you can do for your space because your space is so important listen like your home environment you know you ever see the the famous like little quotes online that says like you know um everybody's so quick to to go out and party uh i'm i'm wondering you know like why are they so quick to not be home or something like that it's like your home is your palace it's your kingdom it's your vibe it's your environment you know now i get it i get it lots of different circumstances in there so i'm not addressing that there's a lot of circumstances that different people have from ages to um uh you know current like to familial stuff right to the family to you know roommate situation whatever it might be to location i get it i totally get it now maybe then a thought for you is if you were to have a more ideal space, what would that look like for you? And then how can you start working towards that? Quietly, silently. It's not like you have to make any kind of announcements, especially if you're dealing with several folks. But like, how can you at least move towards what an ideal space would look like for you? And you don't have to start, it doesn't have to be anything major. You just, you could start small and, and build from there, right? The next thing to edit with work is your environment or excuse me, with, to edit with your environments is your work. <laughs> Point three was your work, your work environment. So I already kind of talked a little bit of this about my desk because it's at home. I have a whole space dedicated to creating and to media and to writing and, um, you know, and I can write in several different parts of the house if I want to because of how I've kind of set that up. But this could also be where you work, who you work for, who you work with, um, you know, you have to create standards and then you have to follow those standards 
and you have to follow those standards without the fear. I get it. Some people are like, well, I can't really quit that job because like it's paying the bills, of course. So, but if you have standards of what a better place would look like or a better work environment, can you uh, just like, you know, preparing for another space, can you prepare for another work location? This is your life. You want to create a set of standards and live by it. I'm telling you, God will get your back every single time. It just feels a little shaky because, you know, we're we're humans and we, we don't like the idea of uncertainty until we realize that everything is kind of uncertain and pretty much everything happens ultimately the way we want to, whether we go kicking and screaming or we go with the flow. But everything kind of ultimately will happen the way we want to. And I know some people are saying like, oh, no, that's not true. I'm like, no, it could just be your choices. So like, I need you to also be accountable. You know, anytime I hear people say all people are like this or all situations are like this, I'm like, you need to check your, your, your approach and your choices. So the fourth thing uh, with editing your environments is your energy. This could be um, where are you spending your time? You know, um, because you need to make sure that your energy and we're not always 100% on, but how do we constantly manage so we're allowing for good energy to happen, right? And then the, the final thing I'll say is your intake, and this could be like your food, your um, like the media consumption, uh, what you're doing with your time, your anything, what is your intake, but especially your food. That's a big one. That's a really, really, really big one. I, I, Health is, I know, a, a funny thing for a lot of people, uh, for all of us in, in some way. It's a journey. It's absolutely a journey. But how are you um, how are you having a relationship with what is going into your body? By the way, I eat amazing food that's very similar to what like people who may be unhealthy eat. The difference is, is where is it sourced? What is it missing? Like, what do I make sure that I don't have like any of the bad stuff that's in it? Any of the chemicals, the oils, the, you know, what am I cooking versus getting that version somewhere out at a restaurant that's using bad oil? You see what I'm saying? Like, I still eat the same things as a lot of people who may be unhealthy, it's just that my ingredients are better. Well, that actually affects my brain and my creativity and my energy and my moods and all that stuff. That's important. Edit that. They're either your prison or your path to abundance. Now, a few journal prompts for you that might be helpful. Number one, what can you currently remove from your home environment to welcome more clarity and creativity into it? What can you currently remove? I'm sure there's a lot of stuff, especially if any of you are like, you know, have uh, too much storage in your home. What can you remove? A cool trick, I think I might have mentioned this on an earlier podcast, was um, for a little while what I was doing was every day I was looking at what what are three things I can either throw out or donate, depending on like what type of thing that they are, right? And I kept getting rid of things and I just kept feeling more and more space and time and energy in my home. Like it felt good. I'm like, what? what is this feeling, right? What can you currently remove from your home environment to welcome more clarity and creativity? And by the way, a lot of times when you remove things, you you welcome a lot more than clarity and creativity. You welcome new things, new furniture, new people, new opportunities. You'd be surprised. Energy carries. Second question, what areas of your home can you clean? I already told you about my thoughts on cleaning, but what areas of your home can you clean? I love watching some of these creators online who, because they're creators and because they're using their home environment to show some of their creativity, they're having to actually keep it a lot cleaner. Even if it's like the tiniest workspace, I love it. You see people who are like, you know, they show you what they're, you know, what their what their process is like. I'm sure they're curating it a lot and like editing a lot, but at least they're show, like at least they have to upkeep it, right? But what areas of your home can you clean? And then the next part is what can you bring into your home to improve it? 
what can you bring into your home to improve it? Is it plants? Is it a better desk set up for your for the way you do your work? Um, is it better uh, uh, glassware for cooking? Right? Is it better? Um, you know, anything. It can be anything, right? Um, is it diffusers? <laughs> you know, like for essential oils, whatever it might be, right? All right, number four. Who lights you up and empowers you more when you speak to them? Big time. This is a big one. Some of you may, this may be a tough one, depending on if you live with the person, <laughs> but that is not a conversation I'm going to go into. That's for you and your journey. But the idea is that who, like who lights you up and empowers you more when you speak to them? Those are your people. You need to, you need to really nurture those relationships. Number five, what times of the day do you feel most creative? Number six, what times of the day do you need a pick me up? And number seven, what times of the day can you take a break? So why is this important? Because the output during your times that you're creative will make you feel accomplished. The times of the day that you need to pick me up tell you that you need some movement and mobility. Believe me, I'm constantly working on this. I'm constantly reminding myself, especially when I get too deep into the creative work and, and all the little things that I have to build and, and want to build and get to build, right? But that a pick me up is telling you you need to move. And then that, that seventh, uh, the third, but the seventh question was, what times of the day can you take a break? You'll probably pair that with what when you need to pick me up. What times of the day can you take a break? Okay. Final questions. Number eight, where can you go to work when you need to be outside of your home? What are some locations? Is it in complete silence in nature? Or is it in a cool coffee shop in downtown area? Or, you know, is it a quiet coffee shop or is it a loud one? Right? Find places that you can work when you need to be outside of your home. It's a different level of productivity. Number nine, where can you go when you need a mini vacation? And number 10, where can you go when you need a big vacation? I'm not saying you have to spend an exorbitant amount of money. I'm saying where can you go when you need just a few days to kind of like recoup or a week or more and it needs to be in a, a whole other bigger environment, whatever it might be. These are great things to journal. I don't want this episode to get too much longer, but those are some really great journal prompts. I want you to at least, you know, I'll, re I'll reword them real quick. What can you currently remove from your home environment to welcome more clarity and creativity into it? What areas of your home can you clean? What can you bring into your home to improve it? Who lights you up and empowers you more, more when you speak to them? What times of the day do you feel most creative? What times of the day do you need to pick me up? What times of the day can you take a break? Where can you go to work when you need to be outside your home? Where can you go when you need a mini vacation? Where can you go when you need a big vacation? Ruthlessly edit your environments. They are either your prison or your path to abundance. And by the way, it, it may only seem overwhelming at first because you didn't realize that you have the power to create it, but like have fun figuring out what's your flow, like what's your create, you know, the way you want to create everything around you. You have that ability to do so regardless of what phase of life you're in or where your starting point is. I want you to consider that. I appreciate you guys tuning into every single episode. The book, as many of you know, but any of you new, newer listeners, the book is in my recommended reading list. It is in the show notes along with other links, resources that help promote your creative value, basically. Uh, there's free workshops in there. There's the reverse engineer workshop. There's the, um, the right design build workshop. 
Uh, and then we've got our community, uh, which is growing uh, even more. Appreciate you guys. Uh, we do Monday mindset calls and monthly workshops uh, with a crew. If you need running to run with for accountability, you guys can check all that out in the show notes. I appreciate you guys. Please leave a written review on Apple. Please leave a five-star review on uh, Spotify and that written review on Apple. Please make it five stars. I appreciate you guys tuning into every single episode. Thank you as always. And until next episode, I'm out. All right, that's it. We'll stop there for right now. I hope you found this helpful and applicable in some way. I want you to remember, you do not need to fit in, and you certainly do not need to fit into some category or title nor be put into some box. The niche is you. It always has been. Please share this with a friend and be sure to leave a rating and review. Your feedback means everything to me. And also, thank you for listening and supporting me. If you're new and you want to receive these the moment they come out, please text me 480-530-7352. Text me podcast. I promise to only send you the good stuff. Thank you. And until next time, I'm out.